Hello, my name is Tim, and welcome to another episode of Tales of a Tour Guide. This week's episode is entitled One Night in Venice. Occasionally on a trip, everything syncs together perfectly for one night of complete madness where everyone goes insane. And that's what happened. We had a birthday, there was another trip in, and we decided to have a cross-dressing party, and well, this is what happened. So we'd had the day exploring in Venice. Everything was going well, we came back, we all went back to the little cabins, we were staying in this campsite, everyone's in cabins of two, and then there's a central area. And there's a pool and a bar, restaurant that turns into a bit of a club in the evenings. So everyone came back, everyone's getting changed into their cross-dressing outfits, uh, having a great time doing that. And then they all do their pre-drinking. So they're convened around three different cabins in the group. Uh, and in one of the cabins, uh, there's a guy called Charlie with his girlfriend. And they're all there drinking, or a bunch of them, about ten or so. Anyway, Tess goes to the bathroom and she manages to not sit on the toilet straight. She kind of, I don't know, she, she look, she comes at it too hard. She's too enthusiastic to use the bathroom and she ends up sitting on the toilet and taking the toilet with her. And she falls off the toilet, through the shower screen, smashes the toilet to pieces and then there's water spraying everywhere, everywhere across the room, leaving like, just, it's soaked. The whole room is completely ruined and we haven't even started going out yet. What a great way to start the evening. So we all go out, we all go to the bar, the little club area, having a great time, taking lots of ridiculous photos. I'm on the bar, pouring shots into people's mouths. Everything's going fantastic. Ali, the birthday girl, goes too hard too early. She's only just, well, it was her 19th birthday, and she, she wrecks herself. She's wiped. So she gets taken back to her room. She's vomiting a bit, but yeah, it's all right. Like, she had just the one. Tuck her in bed. She is done. The next to go is Tess, the one who broke the toilet and left bits of bathroom everywhere. She's vomiting a lot and she gets taken back to her room and she's tucked in bed, but it doesn't last long. She starts vomiting again, like all over her room, all over the floor, over the bathroom. She's missing the toilet. And look, and poor Laura, who's her roommate, has to clean up after it. It certainly put a strain on their relationship because... Well, they never roomed together again. Paul Laura had to clean up the vomit of Tess from, from everything, was scrubbing the room for like the rest of the night, the poor girl. But anyway, the party's still going because that's not enough, just the two to drop. So the next to go is Ali's roommate, Sally. Uh, and so Sally uh, is is getting super drunk and she, look, we take her back, we tuck her into bed, Ali's there, she's kind of recovered a bit, so they're done. So we go back out. Then Charlie, the guy whose toilet was broken, decides he wants to go skinny dipping. And so there's the pole area that's just sort of next to the bar. Anyway, so he goes, walks around the back, climbs in, clothes off, jumps in, has a swim around. Anyway, security come. They're like, oh, like, who's in the pool? So he tries to bail quickly, which is not very conducive to the pool fence that he has to climb. The pool fence doesn't have a like a top railing on it. It's probably the best way of explaining it. It has lots of little metal spikes. Can we see where this is going? And so he's he's back climbing over the fence to get away from the security guard who's on his way chasing him. And look, it's not as bad, guys, as you were originally thinking that you get... No. But he puts his hand on top of the fence 
and his hand goes straight through the spike. So he then has a bleeding hole in his hand. He's naked, climbing over a fence, trying to outrun a security guard. He doesn't outrun the security guard. He has to cop the fine for that one. He didn't. He did not make it. So we're all still partying at this stage. The rest of us, we're still pushing through. The other trip leader has gone and passed out, completely hammered, half naked in like the road slash pathway back to the cabins so she's there like flat out on her back bawling her eyes out and a couple of her passengers are trying to look after her she ends up getting taken home by passengers and she gets put in one of their beds because she's lost her key to her little room and so the other two passengers that she's in this room with have to like share whilst she's passed out on the other bed so leadership on that one um anyway so i at this point i'm like okay i think we're all we're all done. Let's wind this down. This, is, this has been a pretty big night. So I go back to my cabin. I'm tucking myself into bed when I hear more. I hear it's like screaming and like crying again from just outside my little cabin. I was like, oh, no, nah, nah, it's too late. I'm, I'm in my PJs. I'm tucked up in bed. I'm, nah, I'm leaving that one. I'm shouldering arms to that one. I'll, if it's a problem, I'll deal with it later or they'll bang on my door. So it dies down. They disappear. I'm like, oh, thank God. So the next day, we have to go on to the coach because we've had our day in Venice the day before. Uh, we're off to Florence. So we go have breakfast and there's, look, there's a number of notable absentees from breakfast. In fact, all the aforementioned did not make breakfast. But they do make the coach eventually. Sally and Ali like run up to it as it's taking off. And so I get to the coach and I find out just the damage that has been done on this one night out. So... The first thing I notice is Charlie, who had the pool fence through his hand, comes up to the front, and there's a nurse that was sitting in the front row of the coach, uh, just next to me. And he comes up, he's like, "Is does this does this look bad? Do you reckon?" And it's his hand, and there's like a just a pool of dried blood in his palm, and this very sad looking band aid just tentatively balancing on top of all this blood. And she's like, "Oh my." Oh my god, like what have you done? She explains the story. He's like, yeah, the pool fence, and like, ah, it'll be alright. So she gets her little medic kit out and he's like cleaning him up <laughs> as best he can. But like, you you're gonna have to go get stitches. Ah oh, no, no, it'll be alright. I'll just nah, I'll just get some duct tape, but like he's just toughing it out. So I walk down the coach to look at the rest of the bomb site that is. Everyone is like so hungover. My favourite is I find out what happened to the crying girl from outside my cabin the night before that I had heard. And she's she's there. And it turns out she tried to take a shortcut through a fence back to her cabin. So instead of walking around on the path like I had, there's a there's a like a, a wire fence you can kind of duck under. Anyway, she tried to do that and she tripped and she was so drunk she didn't put her hands out to break her fall. So she did break her fall with her face. And she, I don't know how she managed exactly to get these injuries, but listen to this one. She had cut her top lip. She'd grazed her forehead completely and given herself two black eyes, but her nose, completely fine. I don't, I don't know, run a, run a, you know, a study on how you fall just to, I'm trying to, no, I don't, I don't know how she did that one, but so she's there looking like an absolute train wreck, to be honest. It's it's not a great sight. She has sunglasses on to try and hide, but it, it's not fooling anyone. And she has her hoodie on, like, zipped up to the top, and she looks like death. 
and she's not having a good day at all. In fact, neither is most of the coach. The ones who were doing all the vomiting last night are also looking like death. And and we sort of set off and we're on our way to Florence and Tess, the one who'd broken the toilet and also had vomited all over her room and made Laura clear it up, her roommate. She comes to the front of the coach. She's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling like, yeah, can I? I said, like, yes, you absolutely can go sit at the front. So there's like a, it's called the jump seat. One of those fold down seats down the front next to the driver of the coach. And she sits there and I give her a big plastic bag. I really, like one you get at the grocery shops if you, you know, want to pay extra. And she's there and she then proceeds over the next five minutes to fill the plastic. Like I have never seen so much vomit come out. of Like that scene from Team America, it was kind of like that. It just kept coming and come. My poor driver who I love, she's one of the greatest humans. I felt so sorry for her she's there driving obviously can't move seats and has Tess vomiting constantly like pouring out in this plastic bag and she's like trying to hold it back as she's trying to drive the coach to Florence anyway so she ends up feeling we end up throwing the bag out and look we get a Florence and everyone has an early night and everything seems to calm down well I say that but it wasn't quite over yet because we're in Rome, so this is two days later, and I get a phone call from the office, and they're like, Tim, what the hell happened in Venice? I was like, well, look, we, yeah, we smashed a bathroom up pretty good, but to be fair, the toilet wasn't bolted to the floor, and so we'd spoken to management, we got out of that one. The guy paid his, paid his skinny dipping fine, so that was all sorted, I was like, so I, I think we're all good. She's like, no. No, the officer like, no, Tim, uh, there's a room, it's room 219, it's Look, it's not good. I was like, oh, okay, um, yeah, I, I know, I guess I'll find out who it is. That yes, please, please do. So immediately, I think right. So Tess has had her vomit that night, and Laura hasn't cleaned it up properly. So I go to them. I'm like, hey, did you clean up the room? Like, were you room two one oh nine? Because there's there's some problems. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't us. I was like, okay, um, hmm, okay, right. I guess I'll I guess I'll find out who it was then. And so I'm. I'm just talking to one of them being like, I wonder who's in 219. And this little girl, Sally, who was taken home, little 18-year-old, the one whose friend Ali had the birthday, is like, oh, um, yeah, that was that was me. That was our room. I was like, oh, okay, like, what, what happened? Like, oh, yeah, like, we, just, like, we didn't have time to clean up. It wasn't great, but, yeah, we'll just we'll just pay the fine. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'll, let, I'll let the officer still talking to the, the campsite people, and I'll let you know probably tomorrow. Like, okay, okay. So we had a great day. Next day, they're all out exploring Rome, and I get another call. They're like, Tim. Yeah, Tim, look, it's not good at all. We've just been sent photos. It's grim. It Like, Tim, we've seen some things, but this is next. I was like, okay, you've got to send me these photos. Like, I don't know if... I, no, I, I need to see these photos. If you say it's bad, this is going to be brilliant. So they send me these photos, and there is shit. There's poo all over the bed, the pillow, up the wall, behind the bed, across the floor, in the ba- and in the bathroom, there is just a log. Just a just one giant turd sitting on the floor next to the toilet. Like, her, I, I, I can smell it through the photo. It is so bad. And I, look, I don't want to be the person that keeps telling poo stories, but this was, this was terrible. This was shocking. I was like, oh my God. They're like, look, Tim, it's... 
it's 200 euros fine. I was like, yeah, that is, that's, that's absolutely fair looking at that. Cause they, they have to kill everything with fire. Like that whole place has to, that, yeah, they have to bleach every, like the curtains. There's poo on the curtains for like, I don't know how you, anyway, it's not even worth comprehending. Anyway, so I send a message to Sally. I'm like, Sally, yeah, you two, are, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if I want to know, but yeah, you're going to have to pay 200 euros for that fine. And she's like, what? No, I'm not paying that. I was like, look, I've seen the photos and I have seen some things in this job, but this is, that is definitely 200 euros. You're, you're coming off quite light on that one because they have to throw everything out, buy a new mattress, steam, bleach, everything. And no one's staying in that place for a week. They're going to use so many chemicals. It is not going to be healthy. I'm like, no, I'm not paying. I was like, look, you're going to, you're going to have to pay. I mean, it's, you shat everywhere she's like what no 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 no. i didn't it wasn't no no i didn't no that's vomit it was vomit i swear i was like look i know what vomit is and it's not that color of brown and it certainly doesn't congeal into a log next to the toilet like it's clear no 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 look whatever you say it is it's still your bodily fluids you're gonna have to pay the 200 euros no it's not my fault i was like look it came out of you so it kind of it kind of is your fault sally like no not not my fault okay um like how how is it not your they served me too much alcohol i was like no you bought too much alcohol like you should have you should have stopped a a long time before it got to to that stage no no like if if i was in australia and i vomited on the floor of a bar they'd get in trouble for irresponsible service of alcohol i was like yeah well firstly vomiting in a dive bar is not the same as taking a shit on your bed it's just not and secondly, we're in Italy. Rules are slightly different here. And thirdly, oh my God, it's so your fault. You pooed everywhere. No, refuse to pay. So like I have the photos. The people, I, I actually, look, I, I screenshotted the conversation I was having with her and kept sending it back to the office because they were finding this brilliant. They were sending me videos of them all hysterically laughing at just how someone manages to try and shift blame from their own poo in the corner of the room on the floor in the bath, like everywhere. To, to being the guy behind the bar that's made him a drink. They, they found that link pretty humorous, but she completely refused. I was like, well, I don't, right. So I went to the office. I was like, she's completely refusing. What do we do? They're like, well, there's only one thing we can do. And that is she's going to get blacklisted. Yeah, so which, this is a total thing. So the company blacklisted her from everything. She got blacklisted from the hostel, like that whole campsite and all their subsidiary companies like around the world no longer will allow her to book a night. So I just can't wait until she's like on a trip or traveling with friends and a friend books like a plate, like a hostel for her. And he's like, yeah, we're just staying here. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And they get to like check in. I can just imagine it. And she's there and it's like, right. Uh, yeah, can we just get your passport, please, Sally? And oh, no, sorry, you're not, you're not actually going to be able to stay here. Oh, what, what's up? A friend's like really confused. Well, Sally, um, because you defecated all over a room and got blacklisted from this company, we're not going to let you stay here anymore. Yep. Go on, Sally. Try and explain that one away. (laughs) 